Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast. The beginning of any new endeavor can be challenging. There are unique practices, new language, and so many questions about the way things are supposed to work. This newness can be tricky to navigate and sometimes downright frustrating. In this series, we'll focus on addressing questions that people who are new to Christianity or are just starting to engage with scripture might have. We hope these conversations will inspire and encourage you to more fully participate in the kingdom of God. Meeting with a community of believers is an important aspect to Christian life. We often talk about these meeting spaces as church. In this episode, we talk about the purpose of church and how to go about finding the right community. Daily Christian community happens in our local groups, but all believers are also united as one big church, what scripture calls the body of Christ. It is a great challenge and immense joy for Christians to discover how to serve and be served by a community of believers. Okay, so one of the things that I struggled with personally uh, when I first came to the Lord was, I know you're supposed to go to church. Right? And I think some people decide where to go to church because the people who introduce them to the Lord and, and shepherd them along the way, they're in a church and it's local. For me, it wasn't like that because a lot of it was you and me, right? And so I live hundreds yeah, of miles away state. from you, right? Mm-hmm. At the time, I was in a different state. And so where do I go to church? It's kind of a weird thing. And I think when I talk to people who've been Christians their whole lives, they never even think about this. Yeah. They grew up in a church. Maybe they've even been church shopping, you know, they separated from their family, went out and found their own church, but it was real normal. I can tell you as a new Christian, it's intense. It's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I'm going to go to a place where I don't know anybody. I don't know the difference between churches. I don't know the difference between denominations. Like, do I go to a Methodist church or a Presbyterian church? What or, am I supposed to be looking for? Yeah, but it, like, it's, there's pastors and ministers. Like, it's I know it seems weird to people who are Christians and lifelong Christians. It's complicated. And it's also, I can tell you on a, just a super personal level, it's super intimidating. Yeah, what is, what's expected of, to me, of me when I walk into a church, right? Can I be anonymous and just kind of hide in the back and nobody will know I'm there? Which for me would be very comfortable. Uh, and so there's a whole bunch of stuff around that. So I guess my first question to you guys would be, okay, I'm a new Christian. How do I figure out what church to go to? Well, first, I just want to comment on how crazy it seems to me that you would be intimidated. <laughs> yeah, you, I was. You, you make a living out of going into intimidating places. Yeah, absolutely. And you're never intimidated. Correct. So, so this is, but I guess what you're saying is that's because I know that arena. Yeah. And this is an arena I knew nothing about. Exactly. Okay. So, I, and I think what we can do, Joey, is we can talk about. Um, uh, what the Bible tells us. That, that's kind of the point of this, of this deal is what does the Bible actually tell us? Because a, a lot of the things that you experienced are cultural manifestations. And there, everything always happens in a cultural context, which is fine. But th- what are the actual biblical guidelines, I think, is what we can start with. And it, we might start with uh, the word church. Yeah, I mean, the word church is... in an in scripture is ecclesia, which actually means just assembly or gathering. And so, you know, you talk about uh, this question, and there's so much to unpack here, but even the kind of idea of, of where we where we go to church uh, is part of that cultural thing. We've made it into like a building, a location that you go and visit. 
But I think the way the scripture talks about it is churches where believers assemble. So you are the church. This is church happening. Uh, and so uh, some of it is, and, and going to a church on Sunday morning, I think in its best uh, conception is meant to be sort of a gateway to help you become the body of Christ, to help you learn what that looks like. But unfortunately, we've too often made it just this kind of one-off during the week. You go to, you're at church then, but then, oh, great, you get to go back and do everything else the rest of the week and not participate in the kingdom of God. i got to poke in there because you, you said a phrase that I think new Christians will hear, and it's weird. It doesn't mean anything to us, which is to become the body of Christ. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, it's just the term that, that Scripture uses, um, to refer to the church, to the people of God, the body of Christ. So if you think of Jesus as the head, uh, and Paul impacts this in a lot of his letters, uh, then the you know we are his body. We are, and we all operate together uh, on this. And, and so you know again to go back to ecclesia, we're assembled together. The you know the the arm needs the leg in order for us to operate. So I can't do the work of the kingdom of God by myself. I need to assemble with the other believers to work in a community together the, the church is the people not the place okay and that and the, in our in our culture we think of the place as the church yeah definitely you know this, we have the sign out front you know xyz church like that address is the church and that's not biblical at all that would be a meeting place for the church and 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 the church is actually happening all week long and the, the biblical, the, I would say the most fundamental organizing unit biblically of the church is what Jesus says, anytime two or three gather together, I'm there with you. Okay, well, if Jesus is there, he's the head of the church, then that's a church meeting. Anytime right. you have two or three, well, when can you have that? Right now. Right. Now. Right. And in your home. Right. And when you're talking to your kid. That, so church is happening all the time. In the Old Testament... There was no Sunday meeting that was set up when Israel first began. There was the Sabbath day that they kept holy. Mm -hmm. And that they probably did things on the Sabbath day that were spiritual worship things. But I'm not aware of anything that's prescribed. It's prescribed to leave that day uh, apart from work. Uh, it doesn't prescribe go to a meeting, go to the... What is prescribed is every, all seven days... This is Deuteronomy 6, part of the covenant God had with Israel. All seven days, all day long, teach the ways of God, which are the ways that work, to your kids all day long and speak of them in everything you do. So that, I think, is, more, is really more the proper thought of church. We do life together, and we speak of life in a biblical way, which is what works, all day long, every day, and that is the church in action. And so that's one part of it. The other part is a, an intentional gathering to a specific purpose. And so that's what we typically call right. church. Uh, but th the church is actually this group of people, this organic body. But there is, there is a command to intentionally s assemble. So I've Getting those two things separated, I think, is a, is an important part of really understanding this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And so, and I think this is it was important for me, and it was a kind of a weird transition to learn that 
okay, wait, I am part of the church, mm-hmm. meaning the body of Christ, the, the mm-hmm. broader body of believers worldwide. So this is, we're all part of the body of the church, right? The body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So then now let's separate that from, okay, now there's a building, there's a place where I can go worship with other people. How do I decide where to go? Like, I mean, and that has multiple pieces to it. There's small churches, large churches. We hear people talk about mega churches today, mm-hmm. right? Some people hate them, some people love them. And then there's the denominational part of it. How do, mm-hmm. how do I choose a denomination? Well, I think the first thing is to talk about the purpose. Okay. So, you know, we always default to their here path right. and everything we do, right? So what's the there? And the biblical admonition for assembling is for a or is for very specific purposes. Okay. All right. And what are those purposes? Well, Hebrews ten says, "Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, like some do." So it's a command. Like some people don't assemble. That's a bad idea. It is a good idea to assemble, and then it tells you why: to stir one another up to love and good works, and all the more as you see the day approaching, the judgment day. Okay, so that's packed with a lot of stuff, right? But here's the reality of it. As you go through the day, you're interacting with believers and you're interacting with the world because we live in the world. And the world is always inundating you with do things the wrong way that's self-destructive. You you just get immersed in it. You can't help it because we live in the world. And so you can start losing your resolve because you start kind of absorbing the stink of the world. And what that passage is doing is saying you need to immerse with people who will stir you up to love and good works. So what is that? That's the way of our best benefit that we've talked about. Okay. So what that tells us is we need encouragement to go that way. You can't do this on your own. You need that encouragement. So what I would say, the first thing you ought to do is not say, uh, where should I go? Okay, like what am I supposed to do? What rule am I supposed to follow? Right. We talked about that. You should say, okay, where can I go to get this function for me? And everybody's different. Everybody's different. What stirs Joey up may not stir me up. And I may need three different things that stir me up, right. and he may be good with one. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if, uh, you know, the, the reality is I've been going to church my whole life, and this is a complicated thing for, I think, Christians, lifelong Christians. I mean, I, uh, I was a you know, minister, so I a lot of the times, so I grew up in a church, and then I started getting jobs in churches, and I ran into this reality when I stopped being at the local church. I was like, I got to figure out how to pick a church. I'd never done it in my life. I just sort of inherited them. Uh, but I think Tim's right. You've got to... Uh, and another thing that I think people get wrong is like there is no perfect like church. There's you know they're all imperfect. Mega churches, house churches, they're all because there's people in it. So they're all they've all got a level of imperfection. And I, I know people who really struggle uh, and leave leave churches every eighteen months or so because they start to see the like cracks or the imperfections. And and, and if you are trying to find the perfect place, that's going to be difficult. But I think Tim is right. Any place that you can go to that encourages you, that stirs you up. And I would add the most important thing. I, this really hit home for me during COVID. The most important thing when you go to the church is finding other people 
who believe in Christ that you can share life with. So when COVID happened and we were watching our church online, it just like didn't feel the same. It's like, well, that's because all of the people that I talk to and I see when I go there, I'm not interacting with. Uh, I can watch, yeah, I can listen to podcasts of great sermons. I can, I can uh, listen to worship music all the time. And uh, there's something different about assembling together with people that I know and that I'm sharing life with. So I would say, any place, you know, any place that you can go and feel that stirring to, uh, to move deeper into the kingdom of God and participate it, and to find people to partner with you in it. And you know, to your comment earlier, I think it's it's uh, there's a certain I maybe Tim would disagree with this, but I would say there's a certain element of like it's all right to just kind of sneak in the back and like get get yourself oriented yep. a little bit, but in the long run. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. You you can't do that for forever. You've you know you can't hide in the back if you want this thing to be something that's that's going to really transform your life. If you want to be a part of uh, of the kingdom of God, you've got to start participating and being active. So a place that stirs you and moves you into that direction and helps you find people, I think, is the, is the best barometer to use. My guess is uh, that you, your actual experience at church started with your, um, organization and the people in your organization. That's when you first started experiencing it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because my recollection of this is at some point I asked you a question and I said, you know, I don't go to church. And your response was, I think you go to church every day. And which didn't make any sense to me. You know, this ties to this idea of the church being the body, the body. of Christ, right? And so in our organization, there's millions of people. There's hundreds of people I interact with on a daily basis. Most of them are believers. Almost all of them are believers. Mm -hmm. And But it's more than that. We're talking about church things. We're talking about yep. Jesus Christ. We're yeah. talking about the Bible. The references are made. We have prayer warrior teams inside and of our organization. Are you trying to get people saved? No, it's because it's just who we it, are. It's, and where, it's, it's what works. It's what works. Right. Yeah. And so Let, we operate let's do from what that works. Place, yeah. Right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, and this was that was a, kind of an important revelation to me. Like, mm -hmm. and and I think about this all the time because Patty and I, to be honest with you guys, I mean, I've been a Christian nine years. We don't really have a church that we belong to. In the in the cultural sense. In the cultural sense, the building that we go to every Sunday. But you do church all the time. Constantly, every day. Because it's an, this organic yeah. thing. And so, and but so for us, we're still exploring churches in the in the cultural cultural sense, sense and and we struggle with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. One of the things you said to me in the beginning that was super helpful was you told me you were worried that when I went to church I'd be disappointed, and I asked you why, and you said because there's people in church, <laughs> and and it didn't make sense to me. You said you know look. There's sinners in church. There's greedy people in church. There's egotistical people. Every kind of person you meet everywhere else is in church also, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was actually super helpful. Like you talked about, you start to see the cracks in church, and and then maybe I don't like this church anymore because the pastor said a few things I don't like, or mm -hmm. there's some ego in, in some of the staff, or whatever it is. Well, that's just human stuff. And then for me, part of it is also just you walk in the doors of the church. Does it feel right to you? For you, because there's all, like you said, there's so many different styles. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I struggle with a little bit at church and in a lot of the churches I've been to is like a rock show, right? The first mm -hmm. 15 minutes, half hour, it's loud music, it's lights. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, yeah, I came to study the word. I'm not sure what I'm doing here. <laughs> like I, if I want to crank up the stereo at home, I'll uh -huh. crank up the stereo. 
sometimes I feel guilty about that. Sometimes I'll sneak into church after the worship music because I'm not enjoying it. That's mainly an age thing, I would guess. Yeah, but you know, I'm a rock and roll guy. I like loud music. Uh, but, it's just, but not in that venue. Not in that context, necessarily. Well, that's why there's so many different uh, applications. But, but I think the big point is when you gather and you're intentional and you're stirring up, that is a church function. Yeah. Now, you said something that I used to be a minister. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you actually used a cultural reference that's not biblical. Right. Right, yeah. and, and you're pretty committed to this yeah. other way, and you've, and, and that, which is how powerful this paradigm is, because everyone's a minister. Right, right. And what you do specifically now is still minister. You're still, oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, you're still a minister. In fact, that's another function that the church is supposed to have, is for the different gifts to come together so that uh, you have all the manifestations that you need to have a good team. Right. And... You need each other. Uh, life is a team sport, so you need each other. And I'll, I'll just read this verse kind of famous uh, for people who study this sort of thing. It's Ephesians 4.11. And he, Jesus, gave himself... I'm sorry, I misspoke. And he, Jesus, himself, gave some in the body to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So we could go into what all those other, you know, what all those gifts are. Suffice to say, different people have different strengths. The purpose of those strengths is to equip everyone to do the work of the ministry. So what are we supposed to gather together to stir one another up to? Love and good works. Why love? Because other people's benefit, love your neighbors yourself, that's the core teaching of Jesus, and that's what we were commanded to do in the Great Commission. Okay, That's not a Lone Ranger function. That is something that we need help with because we're people, and we have natural greed and all those things that are problems. So it, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, hey, uh, correcting one another. Right. That, that's what stir up means, right. like correcting one another. Love and good works, because the love is not supposed to be passive. It's supposed to be in action. And, and you, need, you need all these functions to do that. So all of us are the ministers. Right. And what we've done with, the, again, this institutional idea of the church is a place, and the ministers are the professionals. We have professional ministers. That's not biblical. Now, it's okay to call them ministers because they are. It's not okay to say they're a minister and I'm not. Right. We're all ministers. Because right. what's minister? A person that does ministry of love and good works. That should be all of us. Yeah, I was in I was in youth ministry. My job was youth minister at a church in Nashville, and I had a parent who was really frustrated with something we had done, and and uh, they were yelling at me, and they threw out this comment that has always stuck with me. They said, "I bring them here." So you can teach them how to be a good person, you know. And it's but it's this idea of like, I I I didn't say it, but the immediate thought in my head was like, well, I send them home for the same reason. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't have, I didn't say it. Yeah, but, that's great. But yeah, I think I think what is what is a, a real danger uh, in terms of the way we think about church, and I think what you shouldn't do is go into a church thinking, do I like this pastor? Because there is such kind of a cult of personality that happens in churches. And the whole identity of it is like, this is the professional guy up front. And if I like him, then 
That's my, basically we've reduced our participation in the body of Christ to approving uh, another person and supporting that person uh, you know, to, to whatever end they go to, rather than being stirred up together and participating right. in it. So, you know, look for a place where you can participate and can be stirred up within a community, not just a place where it's like, I like what this guy says. Because again, you know, in 18 months, he's going to start saying something you don't like. And then your whole reason and conception of what this, the value of this place leaves. But even more importantly, during those 18 months, whether you like or dislike the guy, you're not being stirred up. You're not being activated. You're not being a minister uh, the way that the Bible sort of calls us. And I would say from a very practical perspective, just my experience, Patty and I actually enjoy, enjoyed and still enjoy church shopping. Sounds kind of funny, but, you know, we like visiting different churches. And, and when we moved to a new area on a Sunday, we would try and hit three services, like do an early service, a main service, and a late service on a Sunday. And it was a great time. You get, you know, a big heaping filling of the Lord and, and the Word, which was fantastic. Get to try out a bunch of different stuff, meet a bunch of new people. And if, if you go to church, one of the things you're going to find when you walk in in most churches, if you're a new person and you identify yourself as a new person, there are going to be people who want to help you out. They want to integrate you into their church. They're going to be very welcoming and loving. It can be kind of overwhelming sometimes. And again, I agree. It's not. There's no problem sitting in the back and just being anonymous mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do. But I would encourage people to shop around and find a place. It sounds funny and touchy-feely. Find a place that feels like home. And part of it is the pastor. You know, Can I relate to what this guy's saying? Part of it is, does the crowd seem like my kind of crowd? Like I would fit in here? Like I'm going to find people that I, I can feel comfortable with sharing my life with? Because church ultimately in the body of Christ sense is intimate, right? And so you're going to end up in relationship with people. You want to be in a place where you can feel at home. Well, you're actually saying something pretty important. Uh, you, you know, the church, again, is not the 45-minute formal service. That's not church either. It's not the building, and it's not that event. It's the people. Right. And you can't be stirred up. You can't be stirred up unless you connect with the people fully. Right. And you can be inspired, but to be serve, to really serve with other people, you got to connect at some point. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at yellowbloons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowbloons.net. Thanks for listening.